Today's 10th episode of the Tao Mao Podcast is brought to you by our good friends at Jeff Cold Beer, serving South Philadelphia's Point Breeze neighborhood since 1974, always with a welcoming smile, always with the coldest beer in the neighborhood, and always ready to get you fired up for the weekend. Tonight, Matt and I sat down and uh, got caught up with our 10th episode. It went over several things from the Philadelphia 76ers being the three seed, the start of the baseball season, opening day experience. We talked about Creed 2. We talked about uh, today I met one of my heroes, Patterson Hood of the Drive-By Truckers um, over at the Penn campus. was able to take a picture with him, have a, a quick conversation, and ask him uh, a couple questions during um, the Q&A. So definitely had a, a great day today but definitely fired up to get this 10th episode on let's get it going here we go yo too advanced digi stands made the cd enhance i move with the speed and strength the ants identical in form with the bees they swarm hold up the cold current appeared warm my first verbal brawl started on some yes yes y'all to the beat y'all break your windshield your jeep stall with the traffic dumb as shit from ecclesiastic cashier holding out vine cut off the plastic see the logo a monument in hip-hop carved out in the giant landscape of broken rocks where the herd and nerve spots jukebox and most shops uncut live drop 85 one shot, spotlight hits the metal mic, majority stare, heard the roof snare, why my iris cut down the glare, walk a road to great length, you find too long to measure, my clan I make me rhyme like D Banner under pressure, no surprise. Check, check. alright, here we go, hello and welcome to the Talmau Podcast, this is the 10th anniversary podcast, Matthew. 10th episode. Happy anniversary. Thank you. We're celebrating <laughs> down here at the, the Town Mile Studios. But it is indeed the 10th anniversary episode. We've now <laughs> done 10 of these. 10 episodes. So we got streamers. We got a lot. I got a big celebration here, but we want to thank all of our, our wonderful listeners. Um, of course, our presenting sponsor, Jeff Coldbeer, for continuing to, to be a great sponsor for us. I brought my sister to Jeff Coldbeer. Uh, what did she think? A few weeks ago. It was a great experience. I think she liked it a lot. It's great. Um, she asked me if she could go there by herself. Um when she was staying here and Steph and I were working and I was like, I don't know. Nah, during the day, <laughs> she probably would have been fine. She's probably, but needless to say, it's been good. Um, it's I, been about a month. I took a shot, Jeff Coldbeer. Did you really? Ago, yeah. Checked off my, my bucket list <laughs> to do a shot. What kind of, what do they have there? They, for have, shots? they have some good stuff in there. Like some flavored. They have, they have Jim Beam. Okay. They have a selection, which I didn't even know about. Like we were like, can we get two shots? And like, well, what do you want? And we're like, <laughs> Oh shit! Oh, all right. Um, they have they have Jim Beam. They have Jameson. Really? They, yeah. They have Maker's Mark in there. Do they give you a glass? The top, probably not. The top probably shelf establishment. A, probably more plastic. It's a foam cup. <laughs> and they have to drink it. You have to drink it inside. <laughs> so you get Jameson in a foam cup. Ugh. Well, you got rip. We got to rip it inside. Nice you can't suppose. take it out. I suppose. They have any like great pucker or anything? That sounds kind of good. I don't know. They might. Well, anyway. That's delicious, man. That sounds actually pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Well, needless to say, the 10th anniversary edition of the Tom Mile podcast, uh, we do have some pretty exciting things that have happened since we last talked. Uh, Matt is probably the biggest Sixers backer there is. 
Sixers are the three seed going into the playoffs right now. Clinched the three seed last night after they thrashed the Buccane- uh, Buccaneers, the <laughs> Milwaukee Bucks, <laughs> not the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So in your mind at the beginning of the season, is this how good you thought no. and hoped they would be? No. Uh, I thought an eight, a seventh or eight seed was realistic. Yeah. For I mean, for a lot of people too. I thought that was realistic, but to have them just you know go on a 16 game win streak and clinch a three seed is like and there's and with the possibility of you know making the conference finals which i think is a huge possibility the last considering time that's the 03 oh probably 01 probably 01 yeah Allen Iverson that's amazing yeah so they they won 16 games in a row going into the playoffs last night was their 16th straight yeah so that's like a whole month, basically, of, of, of winning. Yeah. And they're doing all this while Embiid got hurt. So Joel, Joel Embiid basically smashed his face. And that's what's amazing about it is that they just like didn't skip a beat when Embiid went down. It, they just kept going. Yeah. It was like nothing happened. So there was a few games that I sat and watched as um, – Upstairs, I know there was a Saturday night when they played the Timberwolves, who I thought were good. I mean, I guess most NBA teams, I guess they're not, you know, it's not like they're playing a Timberwolves are, high school. They're decent. They're, I think they're a little overrated maybe, or they just haven't lived up to the, like, the hype that they... Right, but I think on any given night, you know, teams can, could you could lose, you know, sure. in, to, to anybody in the league. Yeah. Basically, I was blown away by how good, how high level that Ben Simmons was. And the guy, I mean, I don't, I don't know who to compare him to, but he was dominating games almost like how Magic would dominate, where he was blocking shots, getting rebounds, going, you know, just making incredible passes. Mm-hmm. Where he basically had a triple double by halftime. Yeah, and they were up by so much, but he wasn't really shooting at all. And it was just crazy that with his game, he doesn't really that's need a, to shoot. Exactly. That's what I say. To, that's what people say all the time. Is like, well, he can't, he can't shoot a jumper. Like if you watch him play, he doesn't need to shoot a jumper. He can get to the rim at will. Yeah. If you see him coming down yeah. the court on a fast break or you know off an in off the inbound, he just drives the lane like it's like it's right with ease. Right. Like he just gets to the rim, or he can or he'll distribute the ball like like amazingly. He just pass. He can either pass it or he just drives the right. lane, and that it's he just gets those high percentage shots like it's nothing. It's like you don't really. His jump, sh- I mean, you know, his jump shot needs work, but you don't. He doesn't really need it th- that yeah, much. Yeah, right. I think like it's scoring at will like that. And I think eventually, in time, I think as as he gets years and some games underneath him, and you know, figures it out even more that he'll get more comfortable just shooting, you know, and having sure. you know, and finding yeah. finding spaces and spots. But jeez, man, I, w- I was so impressed. It's just like just sitting there. It's like this guy is dominating this game. Like yeah. this dude is. Wow, <laughs> and then he did it a week later when you know Steph's folks were here and my sister was here. We went down to Foodery against. Um, he had a, a couple passes, and we were just sitting there. And it, like every time I would look up at the TV, he would do something that'd be like, "Ooh!" <laughs> like that one so, pass, he yeah, had, that no look pass. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, "Ooh!" And He's I'm just, not even. Brendan was there. Our friend Brendan. Literally every time we looked up at the TV. Maybe the for four sequences where you kind of stop and look up, all of a sudden Ben Simmons was doing something awesome. 
he he's just one of the he's uh, you know he's a generational he, I mean, he could be a generational yeah. player he's just he's so athletic and so strong and just so big for yeah. being a 20 year old he's you know 6'9 250 yeah and he's coming at you like that and he can make those passes and yeah. just seize the court so well and it's he just, just like it's it just seems like so he fun makes, to watch makes everybody better yeah you know, in ways that maybe like LeBron. I mean, who does that? LeBron does that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, there's not a lot of dudes that just makes everybody better the, on uh, basketball. The experts say that he's like a hybrid of Magic and LeBron. Yeah. Which, which these guys, it's like just a, it's like crazy to think about. But you know, they 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 know better than <laughs> than we yeah. do. So. Well, we started this whole baby, this whole, our first one we've ever did here, just talking about the young Philadelphia talents. And it's, I mean, Ben Simmons certainly has risen up and probably exceeded um, those, you know, those numbers and those those guys, you know, and Ben is right there with, actually, I don't even think we were talking about Ben Simmons, more like Embiid, or did we talk about Ben Simmons? We must, we have to. Have, we had yeah. to have done it. So who would they play in the first round? Miami Heat? They play in Miami, which I think they'd match up. I mean, they'd match up pretty well. If Embiid is out, I was saying, telling you this earlier, if Embiid is out, then I think Hassan Whiteside is a problem just because he's just like a big dominating center, like seven, you know, seven footer. Yeah. Just big guy can rebound and block shots and get easy buckets. Yep. But well, I think if Embiid plays, they, they, I mean, they could easily win the first round. Embiid has owned Whiteside like in their matchups this right. year. Well, he's got a mask, and it's not like knees, shoulders, ankle, feet hurt. I mean, I think it's just his face. So just protect like the guys face. have played, you know. He warmed up last night with it, so that's a good sign. There, I'm sure he's. I'm sure he's okay. They're probably just saving him, just being cautious and facial, saving him for fa- it. Yeah. facial surgery. Man, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. So I had written down here that like teams typically the first time. How are they going to be? But it's, Miami hasn't really played in the playoffs in the last couple of years. This is they're kind of going through the same experience as well. So, not that it's that easy to you know win a playoff series, but they could very easy you know very well be absolutely punching a ticket to a couple different rounds. Sure. How much are playoff tickets? Are they going to be? A, are they a lot? They're probably a lot. Because I was looking up to go when the Cavs were here. I think the cheapest ticket last Friday was like three hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, just I, to get in. The last door. Wednesday, I saw. I looked up on like SeatGeek. Um, I looked up just you know how much it would be. Yeah. For the game on Friday, and the cheapest I could find was like one hundred and thirteen. Yeah. And for people that <laughs> have gone to this, have looked up Sixer tickets and bought Sixers tickets in the last three years, that's like. A thousand dollars, dude. Thousand dollars. I'm telling you, I sat in the box for the Heat when LeBron was here. It was 150 dollars, which I thought was a great price for a box for a box seats and yeah. the experience I had seeing the spur. I mean, it was like a hundred dollars typically, a hundred level, and those days are over. You could back when the like three years ago, when the Sixers were you know in the middle of like the transition, you could get a ticket for like a dollar, yeah, or two two bucks. And people would go. So having a ticket cost 113 for like an upper level seat. Right. And it's like five grand. Just to get in the door. <laughs> yeah. Just which to get great, in the door. Which is so exciting because you know they're playing well. You know you're going to go see, just go see good basketball. Yeah. So it's exciting. Yeah, for sure. Is this your favorite Sixers team in a long time? Probably. Would have to be. Yeah. I mean, 2001. But... 
just I think this team Were you is nine? Two thousand one. Were you nine years old? Uh, was Eddie pretty fired up about the Sixers and all? No, two thousand one. I was like ten or eleven. Okay. Maybe. Um. Yeah, I th- the city was fired up. I, they, this team is so much better all around than that team was. I mean, two thousand one. It was really all it was, it was all Allen Iverson, and then you go go up against the the Lakers with Kobe and Shaq. Yeah. They, they really didn't have any 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 chance. They won that first game, but. And that was a step over game. But other than that, this team is like I think is so much better all around. Yeah, and probably little, loaded and probably a little deeper, a little deeper than two thousand one. So that's, that's why it's exciting. Ex- that's why it's exciting because you can they can make a run for 52 sure. Fifty two wins. Is that what they end up with? Fifty two wins. A sixteen game winning streak. The East is they you know they've proven they can beat Cleveland if they play Cleveland. If they play Cleveland in a seven game series. I don't know how that would go if they play them in like the second round or a conference final. I don't know if. They'd get out of that. Yeah, I just think LeBron and the playoffs in a seven-game series—it's that—that's a tough, right? A tough order, but they—they they for sure can win yep. their first round against Miami. That's amazing, no problem. So, switching gears here. So you went to opening day, and I think I was at opening day last year. I did. Um, what was that like? Opening it's cold. It was cold. You go the last couple opening days. I feel like I love opening day. Not when it's cold, but it's it's, it's just like fun. It's like yeah, it's kind of like the unofficial start to kind of the spring and the summer. Right. You can say Memorial Day weekend is like the official start of the summer, and, but opening day you can say it's like the start of springtime and summer, and just you know warmer months ahead, and so it's exciting to. Go out and watch some baseball. Yeah, right. Watch some day baseball. What were your your favorite moments? Was it when Doug Peterson threw out the first pitch? <laughs> they, uh, yeah, that was that was pretty awesome. They booed Kapler, which I had, which I was like, we were tailgating. I was like, you know, what? in the back of my head, I was like, you know what? They're probably gonna fucking boo Kapler yeah. today, just because of the whole, all the events leading up to that, all those games leading up to that, and what it, what. It, gone down I was like ah, oh, you know what they're probably going to boo Kapler and they did <laughs> and they did and I'm like ah oh, jeez and then it was so funny because they booed Kapler and then they they just roll out Doug Peterson and, and Howie Roseman with the Lombardi trophy and it's like <laughs> just like right it's roaring ovation right. <laughs> for, for Doug Peterson for both ends of it you see the, the roar and, and excitement they, to... they gave a pretty awesome tribute to, to uh, Roy Halladay which is pretty cool oh yeah they showed his like best moments as a Philly. They have a flag with his number in 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 uh, in uh, Ashburn Alley. Oh, on the flag. I pole. didn't know that. I didn't notice that. I was yeah. there Sunday. I didn't. Yeah. So if you're at the game, check it out. It's pretty. Cool. It's a pretty nice honor. Um, and then Doug threw a threw a rocket first pitch wearing a number thirty four holiday. Did jersey. he really? Did yeah. look good. Which is pretty cool. <laughs> He's slung it in there. He wasn't. On the mound fully. He wasn't on the rubber. Okay. He was on the mound, but like at the end of the mound, kind of in the front of the mound. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So nitpicking a little bit. Do you bit. think he that Doug Peterson has earned the right to throw off whatever fucking part of the mound he yeah, wants to? Yeah, absolutely. No, obviously, yeah. He's, Doug Peterson's <laughs> making his... If anybody his, in the city has done that, Doug, yeah. he has. I think Doug Peterson's <laughs> making his rounds is like 
the motivation for the playoffs. I think he was at the Flyers game a couple weeks ago. He dropped the he dropped the puck. Then he was at the Sixers game last night, and the Sixers That's do awesome. like uh, they do it. It's like ring the bell. They ring the bell. Yeah. Before the game starts, and Doug Peterson was there, had the trophy. He's like ring the awesome. ring the bell. That's awesome. So it's pretty fucking cool. It's a fun time. We we'll, we only do podcasts when Philly teams are in, <laughs> are in the playoffs. <laughs> I can't really see this. So we got the the Yankees Red Sox game on here. The Rick Priscilla has a no hitter through five innings, and it's going to get rained out. So does that mean he has a no hitter? Then I don't. Th- I think you got to go the full nine for it to be recognized. But anyways, um, so back to Gabe Kapler because I, I have no idea. I can't even wrap my head around like what a baseball manager has to do or handle. Can you? I, I can't really understand. I can't. All of the things that go into that, to doing something like that. So you have a guy, Gabe Kapler, who actually he has management experience. He's been a manager before, a baseball manager, I think, hasn't he? I has think, he? I don't think he has. He's had, because he has Aaron, front office experience. Because Aaron Boone has not. <laughs> so you got two guys basically with big league jobs. That have never been because I heard some somewhere well, on on Angela a few weeks ago that he he called for a pitcher out of the bullpen to come into the game without warming that up. hadn't even warmed up yet. Yeah, that was yeah. So it's like a mistake, and I, I don't think you get. I, I don't know. You can't reverse that kind of thing. So I just think it's like it must be a really overwhelming experience well, has, to just manage a ball game. He has front office experience. He was in the Dodgers front office for a couple of years. Um. Which, you know, is appealing when you're hiring a guy because, you know, the Dodgers are so good, right? Yeah. And I think him and Matt Klintak are kind of on the same page as far as, like, the analytics of the games. Like, yep. the analytic perspective of the game. And they kind of see eye to eye on that thing. And right. I think that's why they – that's probably why they hired him is because him and, him and Matt, the GM, Matt Klintak, are kind of, you know, on that, have that same common – you know, bond with yeah. how they want the team to run or whatever. But I mean, how are you gonna? You can't really criticize a guy too much when you you play 162 yeah, games that, season, and then they're <laughs> they're it's it's April it's April 12th. Yeah, you right. know, the Phillies in I think a month the, you won't even no one will ever talk about no, any of these games if ever again. If they you know they string together a few wins, few series wins, it's like. No one's gonna three talk about months that. from now. It's yeah. still doing the same thing. Yeah. Four months from now, and yeah. the Phillies are. I think the Phillies are talent. They're talented. They have a lot of young, too. a lot I of young too. talent, and they added Arietta, yep. which was kind of which was a big signing, and they could they could potentially make a, a wild card spot yeah. in the NL and make a playoff. Just young birth. pieces. Yeah. I, I like. I thought. I mean. I thought Arietta. The thing that stood out when we went to that game Sunday, and I saw him throw. He's a truck. He's I mean, the strong dude fucking dude. Yeah. Rock. Oh, yeah. I mean, he he had just shoulders and even when he was athletic in Chicago, and, he was just. I mean, he was just so just strong. seeing him kind of up close, and it's like one of those dudes that I'm sure was like an all-state linebacker, all-state tight end in high school, all-state basketball. Like, yeah, just, just like, athletic, just an athletic. Like guy. he got a, they got three quick runs on him, but then he just kind of settled down and just got out. And it, I mean, he was he was impressive. He yeah, just seemed, he's just a big, big dude, just a kind of a beast of a dude. But I, I mean, I, I from what I've read and. You know, I, you know, I, I think they're talented enough. Yeah. Like, you know, Hoskins is a great, great bat. Yeah. And yeah. They signed Kingry, I think, which was which was huge. And they 
kind of control his contract a little bit. And he's just a young, talented guy. And they have some pieces I think they could possibly trade. Yeah. In July, you maybe add it, depending on you know where they are in the mm-hmm. standings. Obviously, they could add a add a big free agent, make a make a playoff run, which would be exciting because you know the Phillies have been pretty shitty the yeah. last couple of years. But you know. Yeah, it was fun to it's fun to get out there for sure. It's just it's, damn cold. When but. it's when it's warmer, it'll be better. Yeah, but you're right about April. It's it's fun when the games start. Like I think I kind of taught myself as I got older to just not panic about April baseball. Yeah, it's <laughs> or April even baseball. May baseball yeah, or or May even baseball. just kind of as the season comes to fruition. I can remember in 2009, the Yankees lost to the Red Sox the first nine games. They were 0 and 9. Going into like even in May and then going into June, like they won the World Series that year. Yeah, but they had all it was like, oh my god, they, what's going to happen? This is the worst thing ever. Like they're going to get swept every. You know, there was such a big panic among, and then you, nobody ever talks about that ever again. Like so, there's no. It's like it's just the season so they damn play long. so many games. They play every day, so it's like you just got to move on. You just got to keep. Yeah, moving. for sure. Yeah. Because it's early, but it, it just it's fun seeing seeing ball games. Well, and it's early, getting rolling again. It's early, but your boy, <laughs> boy John Carlos, getting some heat, dude. <laughs> yeah, he's trying. He was zero for seven on Sunday and had five Ks. I think that Friday also had five. I think he was like the first guy ever <laughs> in baseball history to have five strikeouts in the same week. Yeah, I think he just. I don't know. It's it's pressing. I mean, it's not like he. This is the first time he's had big. Uh, he's had a massive contract already, but you can kind of tell when guys are just kind of pressing and just need, especially the way he started. He had two home runs early. He, he's he goes from you know Miami Marlins where there's like like a thousand people in the stands to, <laughs> right. to the Bronx. Well, that's what I always think whenever free agents come over. The biggest thing, like, there's probably four or five writers that cover the Marlins. In Miami, you know what I mean. Yeah, sure. And all of a sudden, yeah, there's 30 people that want to talk to you about how shitty your your 0 for five game. Like you know New what I mean. New York is a baseball city. Like so they they love baseball. I'm sure that's a little different, but at the end of the day, I think it's still you know it, it's he's still a guy that is nice to have in that lineup. <laughs> is that the John Carlos Stanton? But he'll he'll be fine. Like you said, yeah, I think he'll be fine. Right and. Th- Three months from now, when yeah. they're you know when he's crushing the ball, they're, they're yeah. not going to talk about this. Well, again, I hate to keep keep bringing up 09, but when when Mark Teixeira came over, he was he was so bad until like the middle of May, and then ended up being like second in the MVP voting that year. Probably could have won the MVP, like yeah. won a Gold Glove. Sure. So it's it's a long day. I mean, I, I like I, I I get great great pleasure from seeing the Yankees <laughs> Yankee players fail. Well, but. it's. Like, like I said, I, I love it. I, but I don't take I'm any gonna, of that stuff personally anymore because there's like a long. Over, you can't you overreact see, in you've April. Seen, <laughs> you've seen that the movie American Gangster when oh, he's yeah. like the lines the lines out the door when they're talking about the number of people that want to like come kill him or want his neck. Oh right, and, and then the yeah. guy's like, "Well, get in line." Yeah. <laughs> so, so for you to say that, yeah, it's a yeah. long line. Bro. It's a long line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've learned as, as Stick's son. I, I think I've done a better job than he probably has as being a Yankee fan to not take that stuff personally anymore. Of just like, well, yeah. I mean, if if you're a Yankee fan and you don't understand that that comes with it, then you probably shouldn't be a Yankee fan. 
it's kind of like that's what's going to come with it. Like it's just this, so much this, hype. Who's the most so hated? Fucking... Who do you? Who's the more a more hated team at least? Well, I think I know the answer of it in Philly, but maybe within the country, who's hated more, the Yankees or the Cowboys? In the country, uh, probably the Yankees. Probably the Yankees. They're, they're both hated. Just, just in Philly, who do you who do you hate in more? F- in Philly, it's definitely the Cowboys. <laughs> For sure. For sure. That the day that Villanova won the. The world, the one, the national title, oh, Nova Nation. I was gonna send you a text because the New York Post had, <laughs> had, had it was a day where Stanton, Judge, Sanchez, and Gregorius all hit home runs. So the the, the back the back page of New York Post said Mount Crushmore. Oh, oh, so I was like, dude. I was gonna ask, I was gonna be like. And I, I think I just got busy, but I was going to take a picture of it and said, who do you hate more, Nova Nation or Mount Crushmore? Mount Crushmore. You would have hated Mount Crushmore more, you think? Yeah. The whole Nova thing is is dumb. For everyone, I for people in Philly, like, stop acting like you care about Villanova. Yeah. Just, just stop. Like, it's great. It's great that they won. It's great that... You know, but dude, it's, play it's, devil's advocate. They, they got, won two out of three. Yeah, I know that's awesome. I like. <laughs> I think Jay Wright's a great dude. Like, you know, he could easily go to the NBA. Is he gonna go to the Knicks? If I was him, I would not. I honestly don't think he wants to. Yeah, which is incredible. I think. I. I think they asked him on the radio. I think someone asked him on the radio. I was like, if the if the Knicks handed you a blank check, would you take it? And he's like. But no. why would you want to go to the Knicks? I know. It's Look like, at who's gone to the Knicks. Yeah, it's just, and, you know, what are they? Who 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 are you gonna? I, I mean, I, res- I respect guys like I respect guys like that. That like you know they want to build. They love where they're at. and They want to yep. build a, a program, a successful program, and see it grow. I, yeah. I respect guys like that. Yep. I like. I mean. I'm not. I'm not a huge Nova guy, but I like. I like Jay Wright. I think he's. He's obviously a great coach. He's won two he titles. He goes to and, uh, that Irish pub on uh, on South Street. Yeah, right up he's from just, here, he's like a, by uh, Shake Shack. What's that one? McFadden's? Not McFadden's. No. Mc, on South Street. Yeah, the one that's. I'm sorry, not South on Walnut. Oh, oh, Irish pub. Yeah, it's just Irish pub. Right Irish by, pub. Yeah, he, yeah, he's he frequents there quite a bit. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's cool. Like. Uh, I don't know. I just respect. I respect guys like that. You know, yeah. vacations down the shore and the Jersey Shore in the summer. And he, you know, that's what he wants to do. And you know, that's great. That's but, coming right up, isn't it? That's like that's over a few. We're a few weeks away from MDW being man. at the shore. MDW. You just went to the shore a couple weeks ago. Went for Easter. It was fun. That's was awesome. Nice. But don't sit there and tell me <laughs> you're a fucking Nova fan. You're not a Nova uh, fan. Yeah. Just don't t- don't tell me you've you've you're a, you're a huge Ed Pickney fan in fucking '85. <laughs> Give me a break, bro. Who I you think, think? Who I think was he on Coke? Ed, yeah. Or Raleigh the story was, was well, no, not the coach. I think one of those guys had done Coke like the day before. It was probably Ed Pink- he, it was Ed on Pinkney. one of those thirty for thirties. It was Ed Pinkney. He I had think. done cocaine and admitted to it. I think it was him because yeah. he shot like eighty five percent from the field. I'm yeah. sorry, that's the generalization. I think they shot sixty five percent from the field for the whole game and beat like a Georgetown they juggernaut. Beat, they beat the unstoppable George, uh, Patrick Ewing yeah. Georgetown yeah. team. Which you know I've heard about a million fucking times, <laughs> but it's like don't like, like don't Mount, tell me you're Mount Crushmore, dude. Like, don't stop acting like you care about Nova so much. Like, like just, it's, just stop. So you're saying it's not a like a Philly? 
It's not synonymous well, it's not with Philadelphia. School. It's in Villanova. Villanova it's in is Bryn Mawr, a dude. suburb. Yeah. Villanova is a town. It's yeah. in Villanova. Yeah, yeah. It's not in Philly. Yeah. But whatever. Well, you, they, that, it's, it's cool. I mean, well, to, I that, to that point, they I want to tie it into the city. Also, but. This is where I think you, this kind of supports that argument is that I don't think people consider Kobe a Philly basketball player. No, well, some people it depends on who you that talk Kobe's to. That Kobe's like he's from Philly. He's a Philly guy. Yeah, he, because he of that, I, I don't. I'm not from here, and I just know that I never knew Kobe being from Philly. A lot of guys, a lot of a lot of. I'm sorry, a lot of people don't associate Kobe with Philly. Then if that's then the Villanova can't be associated with Philly either because they're both kind of in the same area. 11 miles outside. I guess so. Well, it's not that it's not that the location of where Kobe, it's not where Kobe like went to high school and grew up. I just think he the whole hatred for Kobe is that he never really acknowledged that he was from around here okay. a lot. Like he never really embraced it that he was from here and you know, people around here have, you know, as you know, have so much pride. For where they for where they that, live and where they're sure. from, and part of that could be it. that he lived in Italy for a long time. Sure, could have been. But they, you know, when you when you go to high school and you you come out of Lower Marion to the NBA, you you kind of like just kind of forget where you came from and don't really associate that with your career. People around here they take offense to that, and I think that's why that's where a lot of the hatred from Kobe comes from. Yeah. Okay. That he never really was like, I'm from Philly. Yeah. He always would say he's like, I'm from L.A. or I'm from where. Sure. He never. Yeah. He never would really acknowledge. I'm that from he was Milan. From, yeah. He never. He never. Really, <laughs> he never really would acknowledge that he was from Philly. Okay, that makes sense. But a lot of people that like Kobe, like myself, I kind of. I guess I could kind of look past that. But a lot of like people say like. His toughness is because he grew up here. Like he has that 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 fire and that grit is because he kind of grew up around here and he gets it yeah. from growing up around here. Gotcha. But that's where that hatred. Have we talked about from. that before? When he was a high schooler, apparently he would practice with the with the Sixers and just yeah, because his dad Stackhouse. his dad was I I don't know if his dad was on the team, but his dad played for his dad played for the Sixers. Yeah, Joe Bean yeah. Bean Bryant. But that's and what, that's how he would practice. He would, Scrimmage he would against, scrimmage against him as a senior, and like was the best dude on the floor. Yeah. Like would hang with, like was just as good as Stackhouse. Yeah, you're just, 18. I was like a freak athlete. Pretty crazy. Yeah, pretty crazy. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I, I listened to this thing about Creed two. Not the band. I feel like when I have to... People I know... <laughs> human Clay. I'm always like, dude, I, I actually don't mind Human Clay. Human, I, got human, I got Human Clay as a Christmas gift in, in like 99. Oh, that's not bad. My that's parents. a nice gift. That's a good gift. Dude. That's a, a good CD. gift. It came like, out the wait, same time as Rage Against the Machines, like, Battle of Los Angeles, like and peak, Foo Fighters, There's like, Nothing Left to Lose. It was like peak Creed, dude. Like They were on, top, top, of the, they were on top of yeah. the world, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Arms wide open. <laughs> I don't know if Higher. I like that song. Higher was You don't on like there. Arms Wide Open, dude? No, I think it's terrible. <laughs> really? Oh, I think with Arms Wide Open is... I would say, well, because I was just trying to, like, you know, think, like, that Creed's fine. But I think... Well, I think the reason I don't like that song, other than it just being an awful song, is <laughs> that Dave Grohl made fun of it really bad. <laughs> would play the... Well, I just heard ah, the news today. Ah. 
Scott, what's his name? Scott Scott Stapp. Yeah. Scott Stapp, right? Yeah. It like I always loved those Eddie Vedder interviews where he was just like, he's like, what do you think of when you hear like Creed songs? He's like, well, what do I think of? I think, well, do I need to call a lawyer? <laughs> <laughs> Damn, coming. That's that's a burn. Well, but I, I just like I said, time. You know, takes care of itself, and I think everything has kind of worked itself out. Yeah, but I don't need to discreet. Wasn't there a thing for a while where the Carolina Panthers would do this creep thing? <laughs> really? I never heard. Where they would do? Where they uh, they would like creep? What was it called? They oh. would stab somebody. Where the guy would be getting interviewed. And then they would come out of nowhere and be like, so I held my head <laughs> oh, Really? They would, like, stat bomb somebody. Oh, no <laughs> shit. I never heard that. That's pretty awesome, though. I never heard so, that. So, like, a guy would be, like, Greg also would be getting interviewed, and then a guy from the Carolina Panthers would come over and be like, uh, I cry out to God seeking only, like, would sing Scott Stapp songs. That's you never a, saw that? I never saw I that. Thought, maybe I'll for sure I'll you have to look have. that up. I like how high the levels were from <laughs> what they would call it getting stapped get or that something. Stab, get that stapped voice going, dude. But yeah, I had it's Pete Creed, dude. I had it I played on my C D player, it was sick. Yeah, okay. It was, it was cool. polished up. It sounded all right. Yeah. It sounded all right. What I always think of with higher, the first time I heard higher is when the ninety nine ESPN when the ninety nine Yankees won the World Series in my dorm and I used to tape everything. And when they would show like the montage of the World Series of like El Duque, you know, yeah. throwing and like Yankee stuff going on, Higher was on. Like really? while that montage was on, so always kind of like, okay, I don't mind Higher. Anyways, so Creed Two, the film. What do you know about Creed Two? Um, I kind of know the plot. Uh, I think we're gonna get an Ivan Drago sighting in Creed Two. Okay, I believe it's going to be Adonis Adonis Creed or Adonis Johnson. Okay. Played by Michael B. Jordan. Battling, Who's killing it, by the way. Yeah. Battling against Ivan Drago's son, Victor Drago. It's a different director this time around, which I don't know how I feel about that. Because the first director, Ryan Coogler, was amazing. Who is just on top of the world right now. Um killed it but he is a producer on the on the movie so you may we may get some influences of ryan coogler in the uh in the movie which would be sweet okay but I don't know, i'm excited they're filming it i th- i think they're in town filming now really uh, yeah i think so i think sly, uh, sly was at the statue like a couple weeks ago was he yeah oh. yeah uh, i don't know i don't know um how long they'll be in philly but i know they've they're, I know they're filming. They started filming a couple weeks ago. I wonder how often Sly goes to the statue. I, I don't know how long, how often he's in Philly. Yeah. Whenever he's in Philly, Whenever I'm sure he's in he Philly, I would goes. imagine he just goes. Yeah. There. Just goes, but like on his own, like with his people or like in a, probably has a town probably, car. Somebody drives I don't know if he they, just goes like just to go look at it. I'm sure he'll go to like. But I if bet he's, if you're if just he's hanging kinda, and you're by yourself, like if you and me were by there and saw him, like. I bet it's not like they close it off, like, oh, snow's coming. No, no, yeah, that's what I meant. I don't think he just, like, goes and, like, just goes to look at it. I think if he's there, he's, like, maybe scheduled to be there for, like, an event or something like that. I don't know if he'll go to just go look at it. Because I thought that that film, the first Creed, was all, and and I'm I'm a Balboa, I'm biased towards all the Rockies. Um, I thought Rocky Balboa, when he fought, 
Mason the Line Dixon. I thought that movie was phenomenal. <laughs> that was a good movie. Yeah. Like I, I remember it was okay. being it was there good, yeah. and thinking like, oh my god, I can't believe how good this is. <laughs> it was a good movie. Yeah, <laughs> and I got fired. I mean, it's, it was an, it was crazy. Like, there's no way he was gonna fight. And I get it. The guy broke his hand, and he had to. But Creed, man, was and I liked that he kind of let go of the reins a little bit. He didn't That's direct why. it. You know, that, kind of let other people just make this perfect kind of that. Yes. I mean, that movie that's, was insane. That's why it was so good. Like, right. shout out to Sly, but I it was good because he he didn't he didn't direct it. Yep. Because he had Ryan that guy Ryan Coogler direct it, and what that's else why did Ryan Coogler so do. Didn't he do? So this this is what I'm gonna tell he you did before. Some crazy good Ryan, films. I Ryan Coogler has directed. I think he's only directed three movies, right? So he directed. Fruitvale Station, which was awesome, with Michael B. Jordan. I don't know what that is. It's about um, back in like 2012 or 2013, I believe, there was a shooting in like the San Francisco area. Um, a yeah, like a young uh, young black guy got shot on a train by the cops. Uh, you know, for for wrong for wrong, the wrong reason. Yep. And it was about it was about that. So they directed that, and it was like kind of like they kind of got snubbed for an Oscar for that. Michael B. Jordan was he got snubbed for best leading actor in that in that movie. He was in that, which was a great movie. Then he directed Creed, which obviously is awesome. Then he directed mm-hmm. fucking Black Panther. <laughs> okay, same. So, okay, so he's got directed it. like three amazing movies, and Black Panther is like the third highest grossing movie in U.S. history. Have you seen it? I haven't seen I haven't it yet. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it yet. But like, that's just a, kind of a testament to how yeah, talented the guy Titanic. is. <laughs> yeah. It's just like a testament how talented the guy is that he's directed three movies and they've all been like huge successes. Well, they on the Rewatchables podcast, they were talking about Creed. And, yeah, did you um, listen to that? Yeah, oh, that was and a good they one. said the sequence of boxing when he fought, not obviously the... The guy that was a champ, but the other guy, Leo that Spirino. it was a continuation. It was all one take. It was all one in take. In one shot, the whole thing. And like they, and they were just talking about the, how incredible they that talked was about, to yeah, do that. It was like about, four minutes to have to, everything being so synchronized, especially when like Michael B. Jordan's not a boxer even to be able no. to do that. And that and, guy that's in it, um, the guy who plays uh, Leo Sprino, is he's from... He's from Philly. From Philly? Gabe, yeah. His name's Gabe Rosado. He's an actual f- fighter from, from Philly, which is pretty cool. But, yeah, they praise that scene. And then when you think about it and you go back and watch and you're like, holy shit, you're yeah. right. Like, it's just one continuous shot. Yeah. And it's like everything has to be perfectly timed. It's, it's incredible. The one thing they didn't talk about there, which the, what stood out to me seeing it in the theater, was the scene when... When he comes out, obviously for that last fight, who is the name of the box? I can't think of his name. Um, Ricky Conlon. Ricky Conlon. Conlon. Yeah, yeah. And the scene when Conlon comes out, yeah, and you just see the blue, and he's just so evil, and you just see flames come up, and it lights. Yeah, that's when you see him. It's just like, oh my god, that's so like intimidating and evil, and that's who you're up against. It was incredible, and nobody talked about that. I don't know if they just you know, but that's like. I mean, it was fun to hear him talk about that, and I liked that. Hey, I guess to me, the thing that I loved most about it is it talked about 
like Rocky Four and things that happen in Rocky Four as if they really happen. That's what's cool about it. Yeah. <laughs> like like as if it really happened. That's what's that's what's so awesome about Creed is that like Rocky Balboa is like an actual the real life a real life yes. person. Like he like he's like living in the whole universe yeah, of like like people is, know who he is. Yeah. Things that really happen. Like Drago killed Apollo Creed. Like that happened. Yeah. Here's that's his why. son. Here's is the you know that's just so cool about it. Is this universe that I love so much. It's like that he was a character. <laughs> Like, that's right. what's so good about it's a Creed part of is that, that story. It's still the, the movie isn't about Rocky. It's just a, Rocky's yeah. just a character in the movie. Yeah. It's about you the know, whole universe about of, Adonis Johnson right. and the boxing right. world, and that's why it, I thought that's it's why I thought awesome. it was so so fucking good. I think he ordered juice from Katie Roger Juice. Yeah, shout out Juice. Might, Michael B. She, Jordan. She, she should sponsor us. Give us her, giving her a plug. <laughs> it's a great call. She give should her, actually I'll give you a plug. Give you huh. a plug, Katie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, we just gave you a free plug. <laughs> yeah. Fourteen people. Hopefully, we'll hear this all the way to here. <laughs> um, well, what else do we got on here? I, I, I wrote down. A, a couple things, you know, I hate to jump right to this, but Patterson Hood and the drive-by truckers are, uh, they really mean a lot to me. And they're one of, there's just an incredible band that kind of, when I first moved to Seattle, like I was exposed to them and it just was amazing. And I, I got to meet him today and, and talk is, to him. Is and, Patterson Hood in the drive-by truckers? Oh, yeah. Oh, is he? Okay. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, basically the lead singer. Um, him and Mike Cooley, I mean, they've had a lot of different kind of things, but he was at a, at, at a writer's, I don't even know what you would call it, this house on Penn campus, and I got to meet him and uh, listen to, there was an interview he did and played a couple songs and then uh, did a Q&A, and I asked him about Tornadoes, this song about, you know, a, a, a town his hometown getting smashed by a tornado and when I was a senior in high school Spencer got hit you know by a tornado the day we got back from the state track meet so it just was really neat to meet him and he was so friendly and shook his hand and took a picture so but he had you know he he it was really, really inspiring, I guess, because he talked about like his hometown. And initially he's like, all I wanted to do was get the hell out of my hometown, you know, as I've been younger. And I wanted to just freaking move. I wanted to get out and be places. And he's like, as you get older, you just kind of realize how amazing your hometown is and the place that you wanted to get out of. So that kind of was yeah. neat to, yeah. to kind of hear that. And so being, uh, you know, just kind of a special day today, just to be able to kind of get exposed to him and thank him and shake his yeah, hand. Yeah, that's awesome, and man. Told him about, you know, my best friend in South Dakota, Joe Ford, named his son Patterson after Patterson. No way. So, I, you know, I was like, hey, you know, my best friend, you know, Forty, Wait, his firstborn. So I was like, oh, he, he was like, you're going to put that on me and then walk away? <laughs> so you're going to leave? <laughs> what did he, he was yeah, like, what did oh, he no, tell that? him I'm honored. Tell that's, him that's an honor. That's you know? pretty and cool. I, I told him that, you know, in 03, the first show I saw was the Tractor Tavern. He said, oh, Tractor's a great place. And he also said, you South Dakota. Like, where in South Dakota are you from? So I said, well, Emory by Sioux Falls. So we played Sioux Falls, you know, a couple months ago. He's like, it is cold as fuck there. <laughs> where, is he, <laughs> where is he from? Uh, from? Muscle Shoals, Alabama. Okay. Muscle Shoals. So he has a song. He played What It Means, basically this song. So what you were talking about, that film was about, about, you know, a police officer killing Kid, I'm not sure if just you know, kind of a why is this person getting shot? Yeah, he's unarmed. That, yeah. that song's about all those kind of tensions and all kind of you know, to me being like a Caucasian, 
you know, it's just, I, I don't know how to explain it in a way of, you know, my feelings towards it. I sure. just know what's wrong and what's yeah. and he has songs and like essays and albums about like that stuff. Like yeah. don't, I don't know the answers. I don't know what it means, but just kind of addressing all that. Like some kid is dead and buried with a pocket full of Skittles while this <laughs> guy who killed that kid is, you know, waving his brand new gun around and yeah. just addresses it. And that's, it's just pretty amazing. And, <clears throat> So that was cool. I don't really know, you know, I mean to go off that tangent there, but no. that was pretty. It's always cool when you get to. Years ago, it's always cool when you get to meet, get meet meet people that you you know admire like that. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's always that's always awesome For to sure. have those experiences. Because I'd met him before, uh, you know, in Seattle, um, different stuff. But it was just you know took a picture with him and. You know, just try not to geek out too much, but you just really friendly. That's cool. There's a lot of people that wanted to have that same thing with him today. That's so. awesome, man. And then it's going to be the 20th anniversary of me graduating from high school. <laughs> right. Jeez. Which doesn't seem, because I also see like the, he got game came out when I'm my senior year about right. I was getting ready to graduate with Ray movie. Allen that's, that's and Spike Lee and Big Spike U. Lee. If you follow on, you know, social media on, on Instagram and Twitter, just tweeting a lot of 20th anniversary stuff. It's like, my God, how was that 20 years already? I do. I love that movie. I love it too. I love man. how John public enemy. I love how John Turturro's in that movie. <laughs> I know. He's the coach. Yeah. <laughs> and Rick Fox is in that yeah. movie too. Yeah. Yeah. Big university. What coach is John Totoro? He's big, big state. He's big state. He's is big it big? Is it big coach? state or big university? Big state. Big state. Called. Big, big state. Big state. Is what the fictional school is he called. He comes out like Rick Fox. Going. Rick Fox takes Ray Allen to the arena, mm-hmm. and they give him the whole like <laughs> the whole spiel. Or yeah. whatever. like he's in the arena, and they play. Yeah. His, uh, introducing. Yeah, Jesus yeah. Shoulder. <laughs> John Totoro walks out. Like holy shit, John Totoro's yeah. in this fucking movie. <laughs> right. It's like the whole movie. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, oh, shit, honestly, John Turturro would have been filmed about the same time as The Big Lebowski because that both, both those movies came out in '98. Oh, so okay. he, he got game, and in, in, uh, John Turturro, I just love it. that part when they the guy pulls out of his sock the Lincoln High Rail Splitter State Championship, like while they're playing, Ooh, the Rail Splitters, baby. He had the newspaper clipping in his sock, <laughs> yeah. and he took it yeah. out of the Lincoln High Rail Splitters State oh, Champs. So fucking good. Uh, I loved he got gay. Just that soundtrack. It's all public enemy and pretty cool. Pretty awesome. I don't know. I thought Ray Allen held his own. Uh, Yeah, yeah, for sure. He's in that. There's a couple weird, awkward stuff where where it's like, "Mm." but I think that's what Spike Lee just kind of did that on purpose, just to kind of make it like it seemed like he's not a great actor. But there's a couple awkward spots where it seemed, but I. it, it, but it, it it worked, like the basketball stuff and Denzel. You know what I mean? I mean when you when you got a cast like Denzel and uh, Rosario Dawson's in it, who's yeah. a great actress, and <laughs> fucking Ray Allen, yeah, and like Spike Lee's directing. Yeah, it. that's what's so cool. That's what's and that, so awesome. that other actor, you know, you know, a lot of great ball players come out of Coney Island, but they didn't amount to shit. You're gonna make it, <laughs> like that guy. Yeah. he's in all of like the Spike Lee films, yeah. and they're all like big proclaimed actors and he, he got, got game he man got game. that's 20 years so i i don't what man, year is that 98 that's no, 1998 yeah, he said that yeah oh, dude yeah because my sister's 20 she was born 98 born in 98 huh yeah jeez yeah that's my year that was a good year 
Ethan Ethan High Ethan High Ethan High School Emory Emory well, High School yeah just, I mean it's I could see how, but I'm from Emory 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 Ethan Emory Ethan Emory Ethan so, yeah Sorry, big, big Kaiser's class of '98 Jake Westrom I think we had 25 kids in the graduating class and that was a huge class for Emory. We had some people move. Like, open enrollment started to become a thing then, so we had some Sioux Falls kids move in. And nice. 25 was big, for sure. So, You got a reunion? This summer, yeah. You I got to go? figure that out. I, I, I mean, it's probably going to be in June, so I better book tickets. So I got to check with my cousin Emily, and probably I think Paula Dockendorf is probably putting that stuff together. I, I'm just assuming. I really have no idea. <laughs> Maybe I should just put something through a Facebook group. <laughs> yeah, but I think there's, there's, there's got to be, dude. There's, there's got to be. You know what? I should spearhead that operation then. You get, I should be the you one go to spearhead. To, you go to Sandy's, man. Just get hammered. You go to Sandy's, yeah, for like $30. You know, <laughs> so sick, when you dude. run your tab, it's like, what is this tab? It'd be $100, dollars Oh, it's $24. Oh, it's like, wow. That's the... God damn it. That's South Dakota discount. That's awesome. Well, yeah, man, we got 46 minutes. What else? What else you want to hit on? Got? What else you got? Anything I mean, that's else? all I really had. I, I just wanted to talk about we kinda, Patterson Hood today. and We kind of threw this threw this together. We did. <laughs> uh, we said Tuesday we would do this today. <laughs> so we were just kind of well, like it's, scrambling. It's the 10th anniversary, the 10th, 10th podcast. 10. We'll keep them going. We got I do need to order, and I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this when we get off here. Order the plug-in to do th- stuff over the phone. Because Dan Feldheim, who I went to college with, has been selling stuff at TCU. Like, he sell scoreboards for Dactronics and had dinner with Ryan Miller yesterday. So, okay. we can... I've, I've, gone, I've gone to Twitter to from my DMs now. So, I've DM'd Mike a couple times <laughs> on Twitter. Well, but I think what we can do, we'll see. We'll see if maybe Ryan Miller wants to do a, a, a pod with us and talk about dropping 45 on South Dakota State and Mitchell basketball. That would be, be incredible. Just see what happens. Yeah, that as we talked about that. You said that's pretty see what po- we can do. Yeah. That's a poss- huge possibility. Yeah, we can so see if Ryan wants to we get, we get come Ryan on board. Get, yeah. Yeah. We'll get his happens. brother. We get his other brother. We'll get <laughs> Jared. We get one we'll brother. Mike. He said we get one brother. We yeah. get the other brother. We get the Millers. We get the, get the Miller. all Millers. We just get all three of them. Jared Miller and Mike and Ryan. That, so. Yeah. So we'll see. I, I'm still... I've not given up hope on well, the DMs. So that's why it's you know, we got to get this tenth out of got to get this tenth one in, and we did, and that's it, man. All well, right. appreciate the time. Thanks everybody for listening. You bet. Who's ever listening out there? I'm glad the Yankee game was rained out, so we didn't have to see a Rick Porcello no hitter. Yeah, I like to see a <laughs> like to see a couple. Couple knocks, <laughs> couple knocks off the wall, off the monster, off Yorkie, off the monster, off the monster. So, all right, gang, have a good weekend. You betcha. We'll get a get get a song added to this love, too. Love you guys. You betcha.
dogs cry out in the night as they grow restless, longing for some solitary company. I know that I must do what's right, as sure as Kilimanjaro rises like Olympus above the Serengeti. I seek to cure what's deep inside, frightened of this thing that I've become.